0: Hello and welcome to MapBytes, episode 63. I'm Elaine Charles and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Thomas. In this episode, locks, docks and pleasuring Jeremy Clarkson. No, nope, I'm not going there. All after a very trying day for me, I might add.
1: What do you mean a trying day?
0: Well, you were working from home. And isn't that good?
1: You get to see me.
0: Yes. Sadly, it means there is a Windows PC lurking in
1: the office. And? And it's not very quiet, is it? What, you mean it makes a few noises every now it and then? It beeps and squeaks every two seconds. <laughs> yeah, but the the, the the Mac does when it boots up.
0: Yes, but mine only reboots about
1: once every two and a half months. Don't we know it? It doesn't annoy me quite in the way that your Windows PC does. Mine's not be rebooted for this number of days and this number of minutes and this number of hours.
0: Yes, and? It's
1: like a badge of honour.
0: <laughs> exactly! <laughs> What was that Japanese um show in the eighties? Endurance. endurance, endurance. Yes, my my Mac wins the endurance awards. But anyway, moving swiftly on to um uh, yes, back bites. We had a Mac bites live, and it was fabulous.
1: It was, although I missed some of it.
0: Charming. Yes, we'd lowered our expectations, but I must say the MacBiters were impressed with what was announced at what was really an educational event. But I think, and I think the MacBiters
1: think, it was more significant than just textbooks. Yeah, it's a totally brand new technology that I think people will definitely run with. I've got to agree. And I don't think it will
0: be just for textbooks. I think people have already got lots of various different ideas and I look
1: forward to seeing it all. But you noticed something. Yeah, cuddly Phil, I don't want to be too um what's the word disparaging about him, but I don't think he's I don't think he was comfortable with his presentation style. He never is, is he? Are we comparing him to Steve Jobs? I think, think you are. Yeah, I think um, you are. You're the presentation expert on here, so I'll I'll um, kowtow to your better judgment, I think.
0: Um I didn't think he was that bad and I think um compared to the announcement in October, which admittedly was only a couple of days before Steve Jobs died, and then it kind of people felt they'd been overcritical of Tim Cook. Um, I think it was glossed over and I didn't read anything about um, Phil's style at all. To me, when he was speaking, I must admit, I I was thinking, how would Steve do that? And the thing I noticed was Phil used too many words, I think, when Steve Jobs presented, he gave you virtually what became catchphrases, so he gave you sound bites, and Phil was filling in all those really important pauses that it 's actually difficult if you 're doing the presentation and, and you 're speaking it 's quite difficult to leave a gap and just let say something and let that permeate the room it 's really difficult, and i don 't think you did that very well but Nobody said anything about it, which is good, because that means we've got past the comparing stage and I'm sure all the presenters
1: will will settle in in time. It wasn't just the words that he overdid, though, was it? Oh, no, you pointed that out, didn't you? Yeah, I was just watching the presentation, um, the video. uh, I think it was the next day and I had to stop it and and rewind it a little bit. I just saw all this... um, I was going to say PowerPoint then. (laughs) No, it wasn't powerpoint keynote the keynote animation the the, the um I, I don't know which animation it was i think it was the, the it was the star the stars one. the whoosh type thing i know i know because <laughs> i've used it in the early days oh you bad boy
0: i don't use animation at all in presentations so it was all new to me but i had to agree with you i thought that was a little bit overdone as well <laughs> it didn't need it it didn't need it no, it was the comet one the comet one was it? Nice. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The animations tab, complete anathema to me. Not familiar with it at all. I don't use animation because if I do, it's very difficult. Well, you know that from, from making your own presentations. It's very difficult to create a PDF of your presentation. Uh, the, what, what gets printed out or printed to PDF doesn't look like it would if you presented it. So I just avoid animation completely. That gives me great scope when I need to present via an iPad as well because otherwise I ha- I'm locked into only using Keynote so I-, I personally steer away from it and I don't think he's added anything to his presentation
1: it was a bit Harry Potterish for me I think it was yeah um yeah I need to congratulate you on holding the fort whilst I wasn't there actually don't I yes you
0: see you pick your picky days
1: to work from home don't you the wrong ones. I was gonna say I wasn't working from home. <laughs> exactly, day. that was the problem. You were at work. I was at work, I was training. I was I was running a training course online and had the MacBites chat room on my second monitor. Oh Deskidly. I know, and the
0: MacBiters and I were doing our best best we were to distract you.
1: Yes, I was having none of it.
0: Yeah, you came in a couple of times, but not while you were working, sadly. No,
1: and, But we did uh, try and be really annoying. I noticed Gaz had to go and help somebody with a PowerPoint presentation. You
0: see, you were interested in that, weren't you? <laughs> you mentioned
1: PowerPoint and that's it, you're anybody's. Yes, I rang in and uh, said hello to all the MapBiters. And then I uh, managed to listen on the way home. It was, it was like my own personalised radio station, Radio bites. Yes, it was an achievement, not assisted
0: by Lion. As Wiretap Anywhere, which I've used before to um, amalgamate sound sources from various sources and pipe them through, it's broken on Lion. Uh, I think we've mentioned it before and they're no nearer fixing it than they were last July. It doesn't seem they're going to fix it. Now, I've always used Audio Hijack Pro to uh, hijack audio and record it. But Audio Hijack Pro has hidden depths. Very hidden and very deep, and um, i 've got a very, very complicated setup going on now, but it 's brilliant because i don 't have to have as much hardware, so i 've got to hijack the microphone, skype, soundboard, the live stream, and then i 've got to pipe the whole lot through connect, so i was I tested it, but I had my doubts whether it would work on the day, but it did so a uh, quick test with the MacBiters and um, they could hear everything that they were supposed to hear and you could um, hear me I could hear you It was fabulous it was,
1: it was so it did very, work very very, very well.
0: well so very very happy with them um, audio hijack pro absolutely so a, a great MacBites live I thought despite you not being there oh thank you but you did walk in just as we were wrapping up just as we got to the <laughs> see you next time and you
1: came that's called timing
0: yes bad timing but anyway I shall let you carry on with news from Aaron
1: News from yes, I think it was the last episode we talked about iMessage. And one of the problems was it was taking too long to actually send. So from the point that you, you click send to the point it actually completes the send could be 10 minutes. Uh, and I, I think it's because it's depending on... Certainly I think it's depending on on your, your Wi-Fi signal or, or um, your 3G signal or whatever. Aaron came up with a tip that if you tap the blue iMessage as it's sending you get a menu option to send us SMS. Now, we tested this, didn't we? I tested it. Yes, several times.
0: And it was a bit hit and miss. I saw it the first time and thought, right, that's how it works. And then for the next two or three, I couldn't get this menu showing at all. But I, I persisted with it. And yes, it does work. It it is a matter of timing, but it's also a matter of precisely where you click. So you actually have to click the message bubble, and then it was yeah, I, I could pretty much get it every time when you hit when you hit just the right spot. So after a bit of training and coaching, you got the right spot too.
1: I never got it to work. Oh, not at all. No, I actually I remember sending you um uh, a, a picture message. And that was going as an iMessage. And I thought, you know, it's going to take an age to send. So this is going to give me the opportunity to to bring up the menu. And it didn't work. So no. And uh, I've actually turned iMessage off now. I've noticed because all the messages are green now. Yeah, it's gone for good. Oh, you're not going back? Uh, No, I've just had had too bad of experience with it. Well, I noticed when I did use this
0: tip, which was to click the bubble, and then it gave me the option, I I took the option to send it as an SMS, and it did. But again, I noticed that they were coming in in the wrong order. And this time, whatever the conversation was, and I can't remember, which is probably just as well, um, it did make a huge difference. (laughs) So in the end, I rang you. Yeah, that's not good, is it? (laughs) It's not a great advert for it. But it's handy if it's not sending, if it gets in that loop that you were getting in when you were out, that the signal just wasn't good enough, um, then it is an option and it does work. So we'll we'll put a link to that in the show notes. I don't
1: think I'm going to... add the again. teeth! The teeth. I shall say that slowly. I don't think I'm going to go over my text limit on uh, on 2 because I get something daft like 1,200 texts.
0: Well, no, I wouldn't either. I, I've left it on, but seeing as I probably only text you if it's off on yours mine isn't using it but not to worry now we've actually had a problem with o2 the last few days haven't we uh we have today definitely well locally Um i uh, i usually have four to five bars on o2 here we're not in a good area for vodafone and we're not in a good area for three we're in a terrible area for three which, which is a shame um but o2 usually okay last couple of days just one bar Um, I haven't had to make too many calls and and my texts have been coming in, but it it looked odd. And um, I wasn't sure what it was. My mother came up with a fabulous (laughs) explanation, didn't she? It was the Northern Lights, apparently, um, having an odd effect. Yeah,
1: I wasn't too sure about that. I think that could be true, having actually read some stuff on on Google tonight. Oh, well, maybe Um, it is. Maybe I'm being a bit cynical. It's affecting various things like phone signals.
0: Yeah, well, maybe it could. Um, but what happened tonight was my phone made the 3G noise. And when I picked it up, um, I'm back to five. So um, unless they flick the switch on the Northern Lights, I'd say it probably wasn't. <laughs> I'd say it was probably O2. You know, when in doubt, take the easiest option. O2 are to blame. <laughs> they have had problems a while back locally, but um, they, they're pretty good when you ring them. And I wasn't going to bother because I thought, well, maybe it is the Northern Lights. I'm easily persuaded. I good, I'm gullible. <laughs> but, um... I left it, which was just as well, because it's all come back and I didn't have to... Um, I'm not allowed to ring customer services anymore, am I? No. No, not after all the other incidents. Anyway, uh, customer services, yes. Moving swiftly on. And um, I mentioned credit cards on Apple accounts and the devious way that you buy anything. And then the next minute, your credit card is on your iTunes account. Um, I said you could take it away by logging into iTunes and take the card away. But I found that there is a tiny, and I do mean tiny, and very well hidden. Oh, it's very well hidden. uh, Below the small print, you know, all that stuff that you're supposed to read, it's below that. Um, When you check out uh, on Apple, there is a checkbox. And the checkbox is um, you have to take the tick out of it. So the checkbox is to not add the credit card to your account. Now, it still defaults to yes. So if you don't find this checkbox, every time you buy something, it will put that credit card on your iTunes account. But if you can find it and take the tick out, it doesn't, which I've confirmed. So it could be better. But obviously, Apple wants your credit card details. I mean... We virtually live there to start with. That's true. I wouldn't have thought it made much difference. But anyway, so that's how to uh, sort that out. And also catching up, um, I mentioned the Lion wallpaper, that I don't like it. That, hang on, if you're eating, put it down. (laughs) That's a necessary warning. (laughs) That it looks like a leg ulcer. And I got reprimanded by Minster, who tweeted to MacBite Siri and said that he likes it and uses it as does andy in surrey so i need people in my corner who don't like it who don't use it come on support i don't like it and i don't use it no it does come up every now and then um at least it's gone off the login screen because um, on the old snow leopard one and leopard before that you do get the purple monstrosity don't you when you I can when cope you, with that i could just about cope with that it, it's the milky center that really puts me off on this one anyway th- those two guys like it so i need to hear from people who don't like it it's not just me and then there is a follow-up to um my rant of the last episode are you ready for this locked files part two it's a lion rant. Mm. Anyway, first of all, we heard from Carrie, who said that she doesn't like the autosave or the auto lock either. It just seems that the world has been dumbed down to the lowest common denominator to save people from themselves or having to learn how to use things, which that's exactly my sentiment. Just learn to use it. Now we've got this horrible mess. But I mentioned last time that one of the problems um, I had was I didn't want it changing files Um, that were client files that had been signed off, right? So, I didn't want that happening at all. And that one of the ways around it was to lock a file. Files automatically get locked after two weeks, but you can lock them when you're in the application. So, I was specifically talking about Pixelmator. So, what I did was, this was me testing it. And from the Pixelmator end, everything was fine. I was in Pixelmator. I had a file that was less than two weeks old and I locked it via Pixelmator. I've checked on the Pixelmator site. That is the official way to ensure that files are not changed inadvertently or overwritten. My problem then was a knock-on effect, an undocumented knock-on effect that other people may be suffering with and not realising. It was causing trouble at finder level for me. Um, what happened with this locked file was in the Finder, there was a sort of tiny, and you know how tiny an icon is when you're in list view. That is small, isn't it? Yeah, I know you're the one you mean. Because I don't use the, the big view. The, what, what's that other view? The icon view. Big view. I, yeah, big view <laughs> and little view. I, I use the list view. So the icon's really tiny to start with. There was what looked like a, a speck of dirt on it. But it was actually a black dot. But no, if you zoomed in more, it was a padlock. Who knew? So this lock was showing at finder level. So there it was and it was doing no harm. It was in um a folder that I use, like a working folder. And every few days I go to this working folder and I clear out the files and I put them where they need to be or I just delete them if I don't need them anymore. So I was in this folder and I was doing what I always do, moving files, copying files, backing them up, archiving them, and everything was going very, very well. I grabbed hold of some files and this locked file and a copy of the same file that was unlocked were part of what I was moving. And what I was doing was just moving them in to like a training folder. Now, if you hold the command key down as you drag from one finder window to another, and you're copying from one drive to another, instead of copying the files, it moves them. So this command key move, I use all the time. Um, In fact, if people can remember back when Snow Leopard came out, Apple broke it in Pathfinder. And it was a major crisis for me for months until they managed to fix it. So this command key, I literally use it all the time. So I grabbed hold of these files, held the command key down, dragged them over to the destination and dropped them. And I thought no more of it until it had finished. And I looked back at the window they were coming from and they were still there. So I thought, oh, I must have made a mistake. I mustn't have pressed the command key. So I went and had a look at the destination drive and all the files were there. I thought, hmm, odd. So I thought, it's me, it's me, not a problem. So I went back and I thought, well, I'll do it again just to make sure. Because we also talked about the recursive copying that you need that you get different options for overwriting files, so I thought I need to make sure that all the files I tried to move do indeed get moved, so I went through and I made another selection, and I dragged and dropped them again, holding the command key down, and instead of a move dialog, I got a copy dialog, and I thought, my command key's broken, you know, as you do. And then I thought, no, I am definitely holding it down." So I, I did a test with one file, and with one file it was fine. So I thought something funny is going on. Yes, you've guessed it. It was the locked file. It gave me no indication. It gave me no message, no warning. But if the locked file, and bearing in mind this file was locked inside Pixelmator, it was not locked at the Finder level. It was inside an app. So I, I assumed what I was doing was telling Pixelmator, don't let anybody edit this. I accepted that that may hold good in other applications, but at no time did it mention that if I locked it and then subsequently tried to move it, it wasn't going anywhere. But worse than that, instead of just stopping and saying, I can't move these files because one of them is locked, I'll copy them, OK, or cancel. Oh, no, not a a bit of it. It just made a copy and left the originals where they were. Hmm. You're so probably, I was you're not... you probably
1: find that's in the small, small print somewhere.
0: It wasn't in a dialogue box in front of my face. And if it's not there, it's not happening. So I thought that was, again, horrible. Because now you're going, you're going to get different... The finder's behaving differently based on not all the files you're copying, but just one of the files. What if you're moving 500 files and you don't even know that one is locked?
1: You've got a problem.
0: (laughs) Yes, I did have a problem. Now, I I then looked at it and thought, well, okay, then what do you want me to do with this? And yes, if you go in at finder level, you bring the info window up. It's not a panel. Don't get excited. Um, You can, there is a tick in a box that says locked and you can take that tick off. But then, of course, when you've moved it to where it's going, that file is not locked. So if you open it up in Pixelmator or any other editor and you inadvertently make a change because you have no intention of saving it and you did lock it, uh, you will overwrite the original and there will be no warning. So horrible, horrible, horrible. So I did start doing some more testing because I thought, well, this cannot be right. Now, do you know why I thought it couldn't be right? No. Because I'd been happily moving files that Lion is telling me are locked for weeks. So why did this one file... Why was that different? Because when I open a file, in I've got files from oh way back. So if I open a pages file, a keynote file, an image file, anything in, in um, preview, at the top of the window, it has the file name and next to it, it says locked. And if I try and make any changes, it won't let me. The file is locked. But it's not the same as if I lock it, apparently. So if I lock a file, if I manually lock a file from that dropdown, then that affects the Finder. It gives me huge problems in the Finder. I cannot, not only I can't move the locked file, I can't move any other files that I try to move with it. But if those files are locked in terms of, I mean, we're talking locked in air quotes, they're locked because they're older than two weeks, then you can move them around happily. So I said last time that it was... um, bringing in inconsistency and in the last couple of weeks it's just got even worse i think that's even worse don't know what you think you probably not noticed because you probably not locked a file manually no but what you're saying is not all locking is equal no it's not that you don't get the little lock icon if it's locked because of time it's obviously happening at system level And then, of course, there was what happened if I sent a locked file to you on Snow Leopard. But I think we should save that for the Christmas special or we'll be here until the Christmas special. (laughs) I'll (laughs) I'll let you move on. And I will put uh, some links in about Lion Tweaks and things you can do because I'm sure there'll be lots of people suffering after Christmas, having thought that Christmas would be a good time to upgrade. So um, I'll put uh, the links to the stuff that's helped me in there. Uh, We also heard from Kevin Sadler who said, Hi, Elena Mike. Love the show. Thank you. You said at the beginning that you use Postbox 3 as your email client because it works better than Apple Mail with Google-hosted accounts. He then goes on to explain his setup and said, So what does Postbox do that Mail App doesn't? Should I be switching? Mmm. There's a question. Um, I'd start probably because I know what you're going to say.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: Yes. You tell you're in IT support, can't you? (laughs) Trouble is, most of the time it is broken. Um, I'd agree with you. Uh, If if you've got a setup in Mail that's working, then stick with it. Um, The reason I went to Postbox was I was having problems with Gmail. You say that you've got all your folder stuff set up in Gmail. I was having problems with it. They weren't appearing in the right place. My sent items weren't right. And I had problems with the archiving. Um, I actually wanted to archive. I don't ever delete any mail. I don't bother filing it either. I just archive everything apart from spam. And I was finding that I had to go into mail, I think, and and make some setting changes, which meant when I hit the delete key, instead of deleting it, it, archived it which was fine. But that wasn't happening on all machines. So I decided it would probably be safer to get one that was Gmail friendly. The other issue I had, because we moved most of our mail to be hosted via Google, when I'm in mail and I set up a new Google account, it takes about 25 minutes for me. I'm assuming it takes the same for you.
1: Uh, yeah, the last time I set one up, it did. It was trying to connect to the server, wasn't it? You,
0: you have to put all the details in. So you've got um, all the port settings, the rest of it. And it seems, it looks like it's doing something, but it seems to hang. And it does take a minimum of 20 minutes, but somewhere between 20 to 30 minutes. And then it will just spring into life and yep, fine, everything's okay. So the first time I tried Postbox, I, I didn't actually have great expectations for it. Um, but the first time I tried it, Instead of having to put in all the settings, remember the whole lot and get them, get out the screen steps file and start typing in numbers. I literally just followed this like wizard thing through and it said, what's the email address? What's the password? I clicked next, expecting about another 20 tabs and it just sort of little beach ball for a second and then it came back and said, right, all set up. And I thought, pardon. <laughs> I was literally I was I was there with a cup of tea and some biscuits. I thought, oh you know, half an hour's piece. And it did it in sort of ten seconds. So that allows me to set it up pretty quickly, which is handy when you're changing machines and stuff. Um but if you're in any way doubtful and you're thinking maybe I mean Postbox has got a lot of features that mail doesn't have. But then there's features that Mail has that Postbox doesn't have. I have had n- zero problems with it completely. Um and for me I've sort of I've adapted where I need to adapt but there's certainly if one of my problems was if if I'm on a Mac if I use the address book and I use iCal and I use mail it's all integrated and I'm going to have no problems and for me Postbox is just as integrated as Mailbox um, as Mail so I I like it and I wouldn't go back There is a 30-day trial, so you can always get it and try it, and it's also available for Windows. Yes, I know that's not not totally a selling point for me, but if you buy from their site rather than from the Mac App Store, which I did, I went through all that palaver last time when I was talking about it, Um, I'm back on, I had version one from them, version two from the App Store, and version three, I'm back with them. Your license holds good for the Windows version as well, so on the off chance that I have to be at a client's site or something and they've only got Windows, I can actually, install postbox check my mail and then delete it when i'm finished i've got a license for it so i i wouldn't go back i don't know whether you would
1: well i'm on postbox because you suggested it uh, because i said so yes i do prefer it to mail apart from the last two days when i've had this problem where mobile me mail just keeps asking for a password
0: Um, I don't use Postbox for mobile me mail. I'm sort of phasing that out. My iCloud account. Oh, yes, don't go there, iCloud. Um, I don't have mail on it because it's an Apple account that wasn't ever a mobile me account. So, my mobile me account, I don't really use for mail. My genuine mobile me account is still there. I haven't upgraded it, but I'm not overly concerned about the mail on it. So, I haven't actually added it into Postbox. So, I'm not seeing that at the moment. But to be honest, I'm hearing so many people on Twitter saying that they've got problems authenticating with mobile me and iCloud that I doubt it's you and I doubt it's Postbox. Yeah. I th- apple <laughs> I think it 's more likely to be the cloud 's gone wrong for apple again if i 'm honest there 's a surprise but my mail setup 's quite complicated um, it, it was complicated to set up to test, but now it 's working like a complete dream i 've got automatic archiving i 've got automatic backup going on um, using post bots I can use I can actually process my mail anywhere now and it all gets backed up as and when, and I don't have to do a thing about it, which is very, very different to how I was working even just a few months ago. Um, I had, I've had, i got my spam filtering going on in the cloud, whereas I had that locally. So to be honest, it's probably worth a show on its own. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Elaine's complicated mail setup, but it's very
1: simple once you've done it. Mike's it- Not a catchy title, but um, good, 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 good to talk about, I think. Mike's easy mail setup. I'll contribute a bit. <laughs> Mike's easy mail setup is just copy lane settings and it'll work. Yes. Yes. Anyway, onward.
0: Docs. Yes, last time I talked about my Freecom doc. Uh, No, I didn't, did I? No, that's a lie. I'm lying. I talked about attempting to buy a dock from Amazon and being told that I'd bought too many. That's what I, I was doing. I had to buy on your behalf, didn't
1: that's I? That's
0: right. Yes, I, I just logged in as you and bought another one. Yes, well, anyway, Gavin and Jenna both contacted me and said, you didn't mention on the last show what was the name of the dock that you liked? Yes, I was too busy ranting. So, it was the Freecom Quattro. Yes, Jenna made made a very good point and said, I'd like to buy one, but apparently only one for myself. So um, I sent the link, which uh, I will put in the show notes. It's not the cheapest dock, but um, it certainly proved to be very, very fast. And seeing as though I've just had a dock break today, um, the other one's more reliable. The one that's broken is um, a shark. Is it Sharkoon?
1: Sharkoon.
0: Oh, this is about the third one of those that have gone. So I'll certainly be... um, shall I say, sourcing rather than buying, seeing as though I'm past my limit already. I'll get my mum to buy one. I'll have to find some relatives. (laughs) Yes, this is what I'll have to do. Apparently, you're only now one each. Um, Anyway, Jenna... took the link, went to Amazon.com and found, um, well, I think you'd still be paying for it 100 years from now, the price it was. Apparently it was a Polish import, but Jenna found an alternative. So for um, our American dwelling friends, I will give you uh, Jenna's link that she found and she's going to tell me how she gets on with it. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing that.
1: Talking of getting on with things, uh, we were really looking forward to the 12 days of Christmas, weren't we? The iTunes 12 days of Christmas, that is, not the actual... Well, I was looking forward to the 12 days of Christmas because I was on holiday. But we're great intro
0: about- no never mind um yes i was looking forward to the 12 days of apple christmas i was a little bit apprehensive after last year but i was prepared to give it another go you mean lesbian vampire killers No, no 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 no, no 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 don't remind them again no because i've got the tweet watch that i've sort of managed to talk <laughs> myself into well no no no. i didn't i was voted into it i was voted into it i deny all knowledge of it but anyway arm twisting um, mm, so yes it started with was it coldplay I don't know, I can't remember. Uh you weren't impressed with any of it. Um, I think there was Coldplay, there was um a couple of T V programmes. Lady gaga that kind of stuff. Um and there was the one that people seemed to like most was Top Gear. I think it was two episodes of Top Gear. I've never seen Top Gear.
1: No, I can't I, well, I've seen the odd bit. Um no, it's not for me. But I, I certainly wouldn't give Jeremy Clarkson the pleasure of my disk space.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> pleasure in Jeremy Clarkson or not. Um, you do realise that Dan will be horrified here. You've already horrified him with not watching Star Trek. I managed to escape and recommend <laughs> for Dan. that. Yes. Um, and now, now Jeremy Clarkson, cause I'm sure he's a big fan. I think I think Dan likes Top Gear, and Dan Dan will be bound to be, t- be telling you yes. Um, I liked the the e-book. They actually put one e-book in this year. I don't think there was an e-book last year. If there was, I was I wasn't um, interested in it. It was a Joe Nesbo e-book, which I thought was the best of the lot. The one that got me, which was even worse than Jeremy Clarkson, I can't see myself sitting watching Jeremy Clarkson. No, no, I can't. Was um One Direction. You know, I'd
1: have, I'd have gone for that if I remembered. Pardon?
0: You didn't download any of these, and if you had,
1: that would have been the Listeners one. Wouldn't really. Just making it up.
0: Worried. Worried. <laughs> the Goombay Dance Band will never recover from losing the number one fan to One Direction. <laughs> no. Um. One Direction was just too much for me. Jump the shark at that point. I know they're free, and I know they have to accommodate um a wide range of tastes, but um, taste and One Direction just don't flow together for me. So um, no, and there wasn't a film this year, was there?
1: No, no. Yeah, lesbian, imagine after Vampire last year, World that was. Sense. Yeah,
0: they, they probably spent twelve months listening to me go on and decided the, against a film.
1: But anyway, hmm, here's to next year, or shall we not bother? Well, <laughs> there was one I got. Uh, was there? Yes, yeah, Snapseed. Oh yes, that that uh, yes, actually, that was probably the best. The trouble was, some
0: of us hmm, had already bought it. Yeah,
1: I hadn't, so I thought, I'll snap that one up, but that was it. Snap! <laughs> yeah, you're on fire! <laughs> that wasn't intentional. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a comedian and don't know it. No, Snap yeah. Snapseed's excellent. Um, so, yes, it was good to see that on there. A lot of people picked that one up. Um, yeah, that was probably the best one. But the other stuff... A hmm, bit too much music, I think. Another app and another book would have been nice. They've got 12 Days, so spread it around. spread it around a bit. No, no. But talking of films, um, Netflix launched, but we didn't participate, did we? No. No. We didn't do the iTunes match thing either.
1: No, we're very boring, aren't we?
0: Mm. I was concerned, to be honest, about the iTunes match thing. I, my iTunes library is a little on the large side for um, uploading. So um, I'm going to be very careful about that. Uh, I also yeah there was a lot of fuss about it being a Facebook sign up which I don't want to participate in but apparently you can get around that by signing out of Facebook first who knew it was actually possible to sign out of Facebook (laughs) I get Facebook stuff popping up at me and I'd hardly ever go on Facebook the other thing I heard was that to use it on the Mac you needed Silverlight but people were saying no no I'm sure I've not installed Silverlight so I'm none the wiser because i found on the website that there, there wasn't much help it's probably just installed it there wasn't a sort of an faq that gave you that kind of information and most of the time there is so plus the fact i thought i'd let everybody else stress test it first i shall probably um partake down the line at least of the 30-day trial
1: Silverlight's probably installed in the background anyway
0: um not on my machine he's not no i'm still holding out with flash mm. i'm flashless does does that go there talking of which adobe yes um adobe have started the year as they no doubt mean to go on changing their collective mind Uh, we talked about a product called carousel which had potential it was sort of um photo stream on steroids it was a paid for monthly subscription thing well it rides again but under a different name yes why so soon that concerned me um if you've got a product and you've done all the artwork for it and you've done all the testing and you've decided you're calling it carousel then why would you change the name and change the name so quickly well who knows but the app formerly known as carousel is now revel
1: i thought i said revel or revel depending (laughs) on how you look at it as in um, the chocolates, Yeah, Revel Sweets. Are they still around? Yeah. Not that I've eaten any, but I've seen them in the shop. Did they have nuts in? Uh, I don't know.
0: I think they must have done because I didn't eat them. I don't like nuts. Um, yeah, so it's now Revel or Revel. That's a stupid name, isn't it? <laughs> Carousel was so much better. It sort of gave you an idea of what it did. Now, I've no idea what's going on with that, but um, never mind. No, no, it's Adobe, not Google. I was just about to say it'll be dead by Easter. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's Adobe, so I'll give it till the summer. Mm. So we thought, moving swiftly on, that we'd have a look at what we lost in 2011 and what we gained and what our hopes are for 2012. So what did we lose in 2011?
1: Half a dozen hard drives in an iMac to start with.
0: Well, yes, I did. Half a dozen, yes. I've lost a couple in the last week, but uh, I didn't want to mention that, given the price of them. Uh, Yes, I think, first of all, one of the biggest things we lost was old-style scrolling. Or not, if you've got scroll reverser, or you've turned it off in Lion. I stuck with it.
1: So, um, I stuck with a new style. I stuck with a new style with scroll reverser. Confuses me totally at work, though.
0: I I can't imagine that because when I go on a machine and it does enough scroll reverser, I'm I'm lost. I'm I'm a convert to the new system. It did take me a while. It's probably to to be completely natural, unthinking. Probably about two and a half to three weeks, and the first week was agony. (laughs) I know it makes sense if you think about it, but the whole point is I don't think about it. I just reach out and and do what I've done for 25 years. But I got there in the end. Um, It does make sense. And I think Apple aren't going to change their mind. So I've gone with it. It just makes more sense on an iPad than I think it does on a computer. So you do really have to get used to it. So, um, yes, we lost Old Style Scrolling, and that was because of Lion. Hmm. The other
1: thing we lost, which was a bigger loss to me, I think, was the lozenge. We said this the other week, didn't we? That it's it's something that uh, just comes naturally. Well, it does now. I know it didn't at the beginning when we first got a Mac. I didn't actually know what it was there for. Yes,
0: I remember that. Shameful like admission. <laughs>
1: Now it just comes naturally that when I'm installing software and I want to, to see the sidebar to eject the app, then I just click the lozenge and bring up the sidebar. You see,
0: that, that was the, a really bad thing to tell you that because you're still on Snow Leopard and now you're using it, whereas you weren't before. So when you move to Lion and it's not there, you'll I'll be really it. annoyed with me then. yeah. Well, the way um, I went through all, all the pain of all the other alternatives and the one that I've stuck with that I actually much prefer now came from Kevin Sadler and um, it was the right click and eject option on the secondary menu and I'm I'm liking that i'm using that all the time now even if i'm on snow leopard because if i'm not using a snow leopard machine i'm trying to avoid using anything that's specifically snow leopard or i'll get back into it again which is why i've got scroll reverser on all my snow leopard machines to make them lionized so um thank you to kevin for that or i would be still going absolutely round the bend with it so i'm using that and liking that now you were still looking for that option only hours ago
1: I was, and then I found it. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Moving forward, you'll be on that as well. Mm. Um, something else that I nearly lost. Nearly lost. Not quite, but it's only hanging in there based on another app. And that's Menu Calendar Clock,
1: which I think you use as well, don't you? I use Menu Calendar Clock I, uh, mainly just to, to see the, um, the, the, the date. I know it integrates with, with your calendar, so you can just click and see your appointments, but it's mainly just to glance up and see the date.
0: That is all I use it for. Um, it, the version I've got is the iCal version. So yes, it does integrate with your iCal data, but I never use it for that. It is literally, when I moved from Windows, I was used to seeing the date. I actually use the date more than the time. Um, And I know you can put the date up there, I think, but just not tiny like menu calendar clock. Um, You could also use fantastical. So because I was having a problem with it on Lion, I looked at all the alternatives and there's nothing there. That's, in my opinion, as good as my new calendar clock. The reason being, you can choose the icon that you use. So mine looks uh, pretty similar to the iColor icon. It has a red stripe at the top and then the date underneath. And that is all it has. It doesn't have the the full day. It doesn't have um, the clock. It does not have anything else there. The killer feature for me is that it appears to the right of the time and the left Of the spotlight icon, so it's sandwiched neatly between the two, so it it is predictable where it is every time your Mac boots, which with Fantastical it's not. Now I really don't know why Apple don't give us better management of the menu bar, but you can only move about Apple's icons, and you couldn't put one between your spotlight and your time. So however the developer has done it, it predictably appears in the place that I particularly want it. So I looked at all the alternatives and I must have a... a, Well, I've got a complete plethora of um, calendar apps that sit in the menu bar. But the only one that will appear where I want it to appear is menu calendar clock. The problem I was having with it was there is a shortcut for the dictionary where you double click a word... And you use the shortcut, which is, I've not been using it lately. I think, is it Command and Shift and D?
1: You tell me, I never use
0: it. (laughs) Command and Control and D. Um, It's one or other of them. And uh, I I use that all the time. Uh, Until I was using it on Lion and it didn't work. What it did on Lion was, if you've got menu calendar clock installed, it activated the calendar. Useless to me. Completely useless to me. It isn't actually doing as much on Lion as it was doing on Snow Leopard because um, the way the calendar now works, I'm not using iCal, I'm using BusyCal. So my iCal data store is pretty empty most of the time. So even more useless. But I thought, well, there's obviously something in menu calendar clock that's taking the shortcut key. So I went to it and I went through every option with a fine tooth comb and that can that key command wasn't in there. So then it was a case of going to Google and seeing what was wrong with it. And yes, it's a known issue that's not been fixed in the last mm, seven months now. And my problem was I used the shortcut key so often for the dictionary, it was getting really annoying. And that to me was a real problem. Which did I do? Did I do without menu calendar clock or did I do without the shortcut key for the dictionary? At which point... Popclip came to the rescue. Popclip uh is something we talked about I think it was in the summer am I right somewhere yeah, I think, in the summer I think it was yes yeah. and it gives you sort of iOS like copy and paste you double click anywhere in your text window or wherever you want to copy and paste and you get a little bubble appear, and you can use your mouse to quickly cut, copy or paste. But the developer has added to it and extended it and added the option. It's added quite a lot of options actually in the last few months. But uh, the, the relevant one for me was if you double click a word and the bubble pops up, you get the opportunity to look up that word in the dictionary. So I have swapped using the shortcut key and I have gone on to using PopClip, which is why Menu Calendar Clock lives to fight another day. But I'd actually much rather the developer fixed it. And then I could use my short cookie or I could use PopClip. But you never used short cookie in the first place, so you didn't have a problem with that. No. No, but it happened hmm, because of Lion. I'm seeing a thread. So that one was that broken, I would say. Menu calendar clock—it's it, it's hijacking other things it shouldn't be doing. That's broken. And um, there was another sad demise as well, wasn't there?
1: Yes, yeah, I was going to—I was going to do the um, the the um, not the last post, the last the demise tune. Never mind. <laughs> Can we cut that bit out? You know, do 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 do, do. Oh yeah, never mind. Um, Don't yeah. leave that bit in. <laughs> editing. I'm changing software. I've not got time. Right. So sad demise. Yes. There was a a sad demise of drop copy, which uh, we used all the time. Yes, we said
0: we did. And uh, I think we mentioned it only a couple of shows ago. Yes. Um, Yes. But since then, mm, not good. I said I was having problems with it. It seemed to sort of go into some kind of suspended sleep mode i was
1: going to say black hole but it is a black hole <laughs> well that's it? what
0: we called it so yes um it was just really useful to drag and drop stuff um you would drop it on the icon and it would appear on your desktop you drop it on the icon it would appear on my desktop um it's not working online so you did a bit of research and um it's our ip isn't it for us really yeah. Which is sad. We've used that for quite a while. Um, Yes, you could replicate the functionality or even replace the functionality with AirDrop. First problem with that is um, it's Lion only. (laughs) Another Lion issue. And you're not on Lion. Second thing was it does need um, your AirPort turned on, doesn't it? Unless you hack it to run over Ethernet. I'm not minded to hack something. I don't know about you. No. No. Thin end of the wedge with something breaking, I thought. But I came up with a workaround, which we will detail in a future show, when I've got got the thing fine-tuned. Because I had certain obvious requirements. I wanted to have an icon on the desktop that I could just drag and drop stuff to, that would go to a destination that was shared, that would be available even if Mike's machine was turned off. I wanted growl notifications if Mike sent me stuff. So I had quite a few requirements. And um, I looked at alternatives in terms of software and there wasn't really anything. So I've hacked together my own workaround, which I'm rather, rather pleased with. So uh, we'll detail that in a future show. Uh, what, else do, what else did we lose? One password integration in Fluid yes fluid site-specific browsers i actually use that quite a bit uh, and i love the fact that it integrated with the one password they brought out the first release of fluid um as well and that was a f- it was paid for if you wanted um and there was about three features but the one for me was to have isolated cookies it didn't share the cookies with safari so i paid for fluid um knowing full well that when I went to Lion, I'd lose the 1Password integration. Um, it's not Fluid's fault. It's not 1Password's fault. It's some sort of sandboxing that Apple have got going on and it just will not do it. Um, I think that's actually quite a sad loss. It doesn't matter for sites like logging into your bank because 1Password probably wouldn't work for that anyway. If uh, your bank security is any good, it shouldn't. But it, it's sort of the small things where I might log into something like Simple Note And I want it to remember the password because I think if you're using one password for really secure passwords, it makes it just even more awkward. If you're using password in lowercase um, for every site, then you're probably fine. Uh, But but I don't recommend that. What about
1: in uppercase? Oh, make it difficult. Put, it, put some of it in uppercase.
0: But no. <laughs> well, that's not the point, is it? Um, it would have been nice to carry on having that because I like fluid. I like fluid, and um, it's useful to have site-specific browsers for certain things. That way, you know, if, if your browser crashes or you've got other tabs open, and I, I I have too far too many tabs open for my own my own good. Um, but yeah, I like it, and I was sad when that went. Um, that was a lion issue, wasn't it? That was a line issue. Mm, I am definitely seeing a thread. Uh, talking of hanging by a thread. Oh, good segue. Uh, Visual Hub and Audio Hub. I like those. I love those. Uh, but I know that one day we're not going to be able to use those no. anymore. Um, yes, they were, sorted, they were patched for Lion. But I'm at the stage with them now where I've used them for almost six years. And I don't want to say goodbye to them. But I know that I really should be looking around because um, the developer said he's not going to update them. So at some point, they are going to stop working. Luckily, I found a few alternatives, which I'll share with you, in uh, what we gained in 2011. But they're they're still there. I'm still sort of... They're my backup now. They're not the first um, applications that I would go to to do that job, which is sad because they're really good. They are quick. They are reliable. I think it's a real shame that they're no longer supported. Um, the other thing that's gone for me is mail. It was last year when I'm, I ditched mail. I'd long since ditched iCal, but I ditched mail last year. Uh, you moved after me, though, didn't you?
1: Because you said so.
0: Yes. If only I could say other things and you just did them. I'll work on that. Um, yeah, it wasn't really because there was anything wrong with it. It was just for convenience, really. But I have heard... Lots of bad reports about it on Lion. It seems to be something to do with writing a mail and then auto-saving it. There's probably a couple of ways around that, but I don't think any of them are going to be as convenient as if it just actually worked correctly. So, um, yes, mail's gone at MacBytes headquarters. Bye bye, mail. Hmm. But it wasn't just Lion that killed stuff, was it? No, I'm going to blame some of this on Apple. Um... Final Cut Studio Pro, well, Final Cut Pro Studio, yes, which had Soundtrack Pro in it, which is what I use to edit the show. And there's no sign on the horizon of a new um, Soundtrack Pro. So I'm sort of, do I go back to GarageBand? Please, no. Or do I move to something else? Probably Logic. Oh, dear.
1: Or do you not edit and leave all my corny jokes in?
0: Now that's quite appealing.
1: No. Hmm.
0: Oh, well, I need something, don't I? If I'm only topping and tailing, I need something. <laughs> so um, I think it's quite sad that that went. But yes, that, that died as well. So I've got the, the original Final Cut Pro Studio that weighs about five stone. Um, it's quite sad that it's gone, but um, it was replaced. Another thing that went was Mobile Me. Was anybody actually sad to see the end of that?
1: Ah, uh, No. <laughs>
0: actually, you know, sadly, since it's now no longer supported, I've actually found a use for iDisk. In fact, I need iDisk. Now, that's not need as in need to spend money with Apple need. No, this is real need, real need to use it. So I'm hanging on to my mobile me account as long as I can. I'm hoping that um, what I'm using it for, which is transferring uh, files to Omni Outliner on the iPad. Omni Outliner only supports um, dev drives and mobile me idisk, so i don't have access to um any kind of dev drive dav drive not dev di- drive no, now you've lent me the teeth now haven't you <laughs> <laughs> um i could possibly get i think it's drop dav isn't it that yeah there's some that service integrates that sits,
1: with um dropbox
0: yeah it sits on top of dropbox yeah. and, and gives you dav access to it i could probably do that and i'd probably have to do that um, but at the moment, I thought I might as well use my iDisk. iDisk is working brilliantly to transfer the, to the iPad. So I'm doing work on my desktop. I'm then transferring it to iDisk and just pulling it down to the iPad. And then when I, if I make changes, I'll transfer it back. But most of the time, I'm making changes on the desktop and I'm transferring it that way. So the fact that MobileMe is gone, it's sort of gone, but it's not quite gone yet. But it will be. But I'm hoping that um, the Omni Group will have instigated some kind of iCloud service, long before I need to upgrade my Mobile Me account. You do realise I'll be at sort of one minute to five on the final day, don't you?
1: Uh yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah, probably with behind. you close behind yeah. me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, Mobile Me gone, but not forgotten, and not gone quite at Mobile um, at Matt Byatt's headquarters. Uh, something else that I don't use anymore is um, screen sharing menulet which I I talked about on the show a couple of years ago, and I loved it. And I could never see a day when I wouldn't be using it, but I'm not using it anymore.
1: That's because Apple Remote Desktop was so expensive. <laughs> yes, and it works better.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you are using just screen sharing, if you don't have Apple Remote Desktop, it's still fabulous. Um, it was a little tiny app that just sits in your menu bar and gives you access to um, local machines with screen sharing enabled. And it was really quick so i liked that i really did and if i wasn't using apple remote desktop then yes i would still be using it so it's gone here but i can highly recommend it something else that um i don't use anymore and i think i stopped using this just after christmas in 2010 so yes it would have been early 2011 was safari i've used safari since i switched to a mac and um I don't use it anymore. It just got far too unreliable. At first, I thought it was me, but I've since realised it's not me. Uh, everybody's having problems with it. I, when people were complaining about Flash, I'd never had Flash crash on me in Safari at that point. But as new versions of Safari came out, it did start to get really crashy. But I wasn't blaming Flash because the other browsers weren't crashing with it. It was just Safari that was crashing with Flash. And um, I've not got the patience to use it, or at the time I didn't want to uninstall flash, so um I left Safari behind, and I'm very happily using Chrome.
1: I think with me it's um it's like i I never thought id I'd, I'd see a day when I wasn't using uh Safari uh because it's the, it's the built in browser, but then, having said that, you know it's like I use the built in browser in windows and How many people don't use that now? I think at the beginning, it was because Chrome hadn't been invented and uh, I didn't want to use Firefox. So I stuck with Safari.
0: Well, no, I loathed Firefox. Horrible, horrible. Um, I didn't like the interface. I know you can skin it, but I could never find one that looked quite right. Um, And I did. I was used to skinning Opera. I used Opera on Windows and I loved it. So it wasn't particularly... There was just something about Firefox that just never quite gelled for me. Um what was that skin I used to use? Infinity, Phoenix
1: Phoenix something.
0: It was a really nice skin and they did use to make it for Firefox and I tried it and it just didn't feel right. And the thing with Firefox was it always felt very demanding in memory. It used quite a lot and it never gave it back. So you had to sort of close it down start it up again i just never really took to firefox i tried opera on the mac and it didn't really work quite as well the buttons were the wrong way around which threw me at the beginning it is still a nice browser um but no i went to chrome i wasn't excited about chrome when it was first announced obviously it originally it was windows only and even when it was sort of i mean we're up to about version 18 now aren't we Or have I I blinked and missed three versions? No idea. Um, I I don't concern myself with what version it is. Um, But when I tried it again, I thought, oh, he's got no features. It's featureless. You know, look at it. But actually, it was very lightweight. And you can choose what plugins you have. And I've had no problems with it at all. Touch wood. I'm touching wood, believe me. Um, So I'm very, very happy to have switched to Chrome. Um, I have probably about... I'm, I'm pretty sparse on plugins. I only have necessary. I've got um, 1Password. I've got the and Think Conduit, which works fantastically well. Um, I have something that lets me open a collection of bookmarks based on the day. So I have bookmarks that I check on a Monday and a different set on Tuesday and so forth. I have another plugin that uh, consolidates separate windows. I've got the Bitly plugin and um, one other, which is, um, oh, what's that thing called? I always get the name wrong. The Evernote thing. Clarity or something. No, Clarified. clearly. See, I've no. done it again. It's called it's Clearly. Evernote clearly. clearly. It's sort of, um, what do you call that? Oh, there was that service, not Instapaper, the other one. The one that formats it nicely.
1: Read it later. Yes, like that,
0: like that. So I can recommend those. But other than that, I just use what's there and I synchronise everything with my Google account. And I've had no trouble with it at all. And I haven't had, I think at the very beginning, there was also that issue of like, you get a new browser and not all sites support it. So you go crawling back to your old browser. I haven't found anything that doesn't work with Chrome. Um, So I'm happy with that. Also for me, it's got the Flash Player built in it locked away nicely so it doesn't integrate with anything else and it doesn't seem to crash either so um I, d- I do use a flash blocker that's another plugin I've got yes I've still got my flash blocker there but uh, that forces it really to use html5 where it were possible and that's how I was looking at sites that had lots and lots and lots of flash who were saying that flash was a bad thing and if I hadn't had my flash blocker I wouldn't have known they were using uh, flash because like I say chrome will just display it but um, I- I'd recommend chrome I like chrome so um, a sad demise for me was safari i did like safari and i did have a couple of plugins that i haven't been able to replicate but i've got around that in other ways so um yes safari is um dead to us at, by its headquarters but it's not just apple that kills stuff is it oh no what else did we lose this year google wave no, 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 I'm talking Adobe at the moment. I've not started on Google yet. <laughs> oh, a flashlight. A flashlight. Yes, the mobile version of Flash. Oh, I can't go there. Can, can we, is it suffice it to say it's dead and just swiftly move along? Yes, let's move on. Good, because I don't want to get embroiled in, in, in the spat, in the, in the the major same,
1: spat. Should we do the same with Wave? Because I know how upset you are.
0: I can't, I can't mention
1: Wave. Here. Okay, let's move on. It's setting sunset <laughs>
0: don't get me going please don't it out yeah the but winter, google have no killed sunset. so much this year that we would be here all day if, if i went through it all there's no so sunsetting l- out there mm, suffice it to say google have killed everything that they introduced in the last two years that'll, that'll do nicely um i've also lost quite a few browsers i've um yes i had 17 at one point um really because of the one password support so uh, if it if one one password doesn't support it anymore. I'm pretty much not using it. They're there for me to test websites in, but that's about it. And now I'm using fewer browsers and three of my browsers are Chrome. Yes, I know you're wondering how I do that. One is Chrome. One is Chrome. Uh, Chrome Canary which is a developer version and the other is Chromium and what it gives me are three browsers to sort of sandbox in I, I can think I'll open this in Canary you know Chrome Canary and that way I can shut that down and not affect my main browser so I use three versions of Chrome But it's meant that I've also stopped using Highbrow. Now, something else that was similar to Highbrow was Choosy. And it lets you um, specify which is your default browser and change your default browser. I'm pretty much not using that much either now because uh, I'm pretty much using Chrome. So that's uh, gone. And another thing that's gone for me is um, CSS Edit, which I loved. I still use that. I wasn't too impressed with that when I very first went to a Mac. I can't remember why because I like top style. But uh, it grew on me and I did buy it and I have used it for the last five years. But I luckily like Espresso, which is from the same people, MacRabbit. And I'd used that since um, a very unstable beta of version one. And when version two came out, uh, it sort of adopted all of the features of CSS edit. So everything is now neatly wrapped up in one application, which is Espresso. So I haven't installed that on my new machine. I've installed Espresso 2 and I'm using that. But you are stuck in your ways, aren't you? And you're still using CSS edit.
1: Yeah. Um. Mm.
0: Well, as you move on with, um, you know, updated version 3 of CSS and stuff, it's not going to support it. But I'll leave you to it. You'll Fair move enough. in the end. You're always slightly behind, aren't you?
1: Yeah.
0: But you'll move when I tell you to, won't you? Mm. Mm, I'll <laughs> believe that when I see it. And um, Koala. Yes, I, I liked Goala at one point, and now it's... Didn't uh, even know that was dead. Facebook bought it, so it's as good as. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be long. It'll be subsumed into Facebook. I did use it, but I don't think i go out enough to make it worth my while. Um, You collected... It's actually, it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? You collect badges and stuff. It sounds so sad when you talk about it. But then so does Twitter, and I love Twitter, so... Um, it's like mm-hmm. getting your
1: Cafe Nero card stamped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm afraid so but um i won't be using it anymore so um sadly yes gone hmm it was quite nice had a nice app they they you know did very well with the app i mean it's pretty similar to foursquare isn't it
1: you just used to check in at scan and that was it
0: yeah i know (laughs) because because i was usually buying some kits (laughs) and i do like to share that with people uh yes when i'm spending money i'm on goala but moving on from the sad demise of goala what else have we lost this year Yes, money to Apple and lots of it. Yes, that started with the introduction of the Mac App Store, I fear, on the 6th of January. It's all been downhill ever since, money-wise, hasn't it? Yep. Uh, Day one, I bought Apple Remote Desktop, but it was a bargain. I think it was £45, and I I live in it. So uh, yes, that was good. Aperture went in there as well, but I'd already already spent almost double on an update. So uh, my Aperture is not the Mac App Store version. Sadly, because I was convinced when the Mac App Store came out, there'd be a new version of iWork. You knew iWork was going to rear its ugly head, didn't <laughs> I you? I did. Guess what? There was iWork in there, all right. It was recycled. So I was very, very disappointed in that. Um, I did still spend quite a lot of money in there, though. But I would have sp- I'd been prepared to spend more if there was a new iWork. Uh, and of course, I think the big thing we gained in the year? Lion. Hmm. Is that excitement I can hear in your
1: voice? No, you could hear a pin drop at this end. <laughs> You've still not upgraded.
0: You're a very bad boy. Um, and we gained natural scrolling. I'm not sure natural's the right word for it. I've got used to it, but I'm not sure. We should have a poll.
1: I think natural's the right word for it. Do you? Yes, I do, actually, because it comes naturally. Just yeah, well- to me, anyway.
0: Well, it might now, but then you use Windows. So which feels best? Which feels more normal?
1: Good question. I just do it and don't think.
0: Even though you use two different, you know, two different ways in the same day?
1: Yeah, just do it. It's just one of those things.
0: I think it would feel more natural to me if the scroll bars worked in in the right way. The scroll mm. bars seem to go one way as the document's going another, but maybe they'll sort that out as well. Yeah. But we should definitely have a poll as to... Who turned it off? Yeah, I think we because should. Because I didn't. I decided to stick with it. Um, but I know certain people have said no. They, they have no intention of getting used to it. So um, we, should, we should do a poll for that.
1: Let us know.
0: You know what else we gained in May? Go on. The Mobile Me calendar update.
1: Oh, we did, didn't we?
0: Yes, that was another one I got dragged to kicking and screaming. It was because I had a complicated setup going on with BusyCal. And, um, you know, Apple had given you details of how to do your upgrade. And BusyCal had given you instructions. And by this stage, I had like 50 pages of instructions. And I had Google calendars. I had shared calendars with you. I was petrified. (laughs) I thought everything was going to fall apart. So, um, yes, May was the forced update. And I think we updated... Last day in April, which we didn't know at the time, of course. Once we'd done that update, that there would be another one so soon, hmm, because then we gained iCloud, and had to do it all again. I'm sort of there, but you are not, are you? No, not sort quite. Or. Well, sort no, you or. could be. Well, you're not iClouded. So no. we've got a very odd thing going on with the calendars at the moment, but we are going to have to address this in the next few weeks, months. Yeah. So sure. when we do, we will do um, Mike's transition special <laughs> and um, yeah, see how it went. Mine, I, I moved my calendars at Christmas and it wasn't too bad in the end, but I did do it with the aid of several backups and then I backed the backups up of the backups, etc. So I pretty much couldn't lose anything. Um, but I did it. In a, I did it in a strange way, as usual. So um, we'll do a, cl- a calendar iCloud special, and uh, I shall detail all that. Uh, what else do we gain? Oh, Google Plus. Hmm. And that's still with us.
1: One of those things they won't kill, I think. But you never know.
0: No, I don't think they will. I think they think they've got it right this time uh i'm i'm there finally because mine's an apps account so i'm there i actually do think it's got potential but the problem is maybe i don't follow enough people it's pretty quiet
1: i think my problem is remembering to go on it
0: <laughs> i don't have that problem because i have it in um, a pin tab in chrome but like i say you know some days there's only like two posts so it's mm. not like twitter where it's moving quite quickly so I like the concept. I like the fact that you can go back and you can find things far easier than Twitter. But it isn't going to work without people. So maybe I need to follow more people. Maybe that's the trick. Um, something that, w- that we did gain in 2011, but we didn't in the UK, was the Kindle Fire. And you at the time, I remember you thinking that I'd be very giddy because there was a new browser, Silk. You've forgotten that, haven't you? I have. Yes, I've not heard a word about it. Um, It was announced the day uh, the Kindle Fire where it was announced. But once people got the Kindle Fire, I never heard another word about Silk.
1: So I have no idea if it's good, bad or indifferent. Never mind forgetting about Silk. I don't even remember it being announced.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was one of those during the day announcements. And it wasn't an Apple one. So we didn't cover it live for MacBytes. But I did tweet quite considerably. Um, I was looking forward to it. And if it could do what it promises in the States in terms of streaming, I would have got one but after getting giddy about the new Kindles with the touchscreens and the Kindle Fire, it was sort of... It wasn't that they what they announced. It was the fact that they didn't say it was coming to Europe. And the penny dropped that it wasn't going to. And then I was disappointed. So I didn't get um, the new Kindle we were offered, which is... It's cheaper, I think, but it doesn't have 3G. So I'm sticking with my old one. Yes... I'd like to see the Kindle fire here, but I'm not excited anymore. So they're now going to have to thrill me. That wasn't something uh, it was gained globally, as it were. But it wasn't gained at Mapbytes headquarters. But um, you gained something, didn't you? You gained something from Microsoft.
1: Yeah, I gained Office 2011. Mm,
0: no accounting for taste. Enjoying it?
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Lovely, lovely.
1: Uh, I've not installed that. No, but there's a copy waiting with your name on it. There is actually, isn't there? Yes, yeah. I'm
0: thinking it's not going on my main machine. But when my secondary machine comes back from being mended, who knows? I might partake. And then, of course, I could Netflix because then I'd have Silverlight, wouldn't I? If mm. I needed. No, Um. what I gained was Final Cut Pro Ten. Oh, that kicked it off, didn't it? Yeah. I like it, I must admit. Um, not that I didn't like the old one. But I think it's quite intuitive if you're prepared to take the time and learn it. So I quite like that. Now, you've i only had a bit of
1: a go. I've dabbled and I like what I've seen as well.
0: I think you like it more than the old one.
1: Yeah, I hardly use the old one, to be honest.
0: I think the old one had sort of the interface that put you off
1: they just look too busy
0: i know you were interested in final cut express but you decided to wait and see what the update was and to be honest i think that was the right thing to do yeah i think so and with um, final cut pro came motion and compressor if you bought the pair of them which i did um i like motion i think i'd done enough flash development that motion wasn't a problem Um, The first version was a bit flaky, but I stuck with it. Compressor, though, totally different story. How anybody actually ever gets anything done with that is beyond me. You pretty much had to buy it because if you didn't, there were menu options missing from Final Cut Pro in terms of export options. So I bought it, but um, I actually used something else to compress the video (laughs) because it fails more than it works for me. Uh, It's still as flaky as the old version. But at least even with buying Final Cut and Motion and Compressor, it was still very, very cost-effective. So um, another... Because we had the Mac App Store. And the download wasn't that bad either. And you can transfer it from machine to machine, so you don't have to re-download for every machine. So that was a bit of a benefit. And it no longer takes four and a half hours to install it, which is a big benefit as well. Cool. Now, um, I talked about Visual Hub and Audio Hub and said I'd got an alternative. I have finally found an audio converter that is, I'd say it's actually better than Audio Hub and I never thought I'd see the day. Um, It was very hit and miss getting the uh, settings correct, but it is a small app from the Mac App Store. I'll let you look it up and tell me the price. It's called Pro Audio Converter or PAC. And it's brilliant. It's very similar. I mean, it does exactly the same job as Audio Hub. It converts your audio for you. Um, The difference is it will batch convert. So what you could do in Audio Hub is you could add sort of five jobs to it, and it would do them sequentially, and it would take as long as it took. Um, six pounds ninety nine. Six pounds ninety nine. Yeah, yes. I thought it was around that that mark. So it's very cost effective. What you can do in Pro Audio Converter though is that it w- doesn't have to do them consecutively. It will do. Um, I think it's up to six, and you get to specify how many um, at the same time. So you get your jobs done probably a little bit faster. The other thing is with Audio Hub, you had to go in and make the settings that you wanted. And then if you wanted different settings, you had to go and reset them. And you had to remember them. Uh, Pro Audio Converter lets you save settings. So from that perspective, once you've set it up, it can be much, much faster. So that's actually taken over completely from Audio Hub for me. Um, I still have Audio Hub there for... A backup because I know that that works. I've used it for years and years, but I also know it's not going to work moving forward. So happy to make, recommend a pro audio converter.
1: But we can't forget the uh, iPad 2, can we?
0: No, absolutely not. And to be honest, I think um, as innovative as the iPad 2 is, I actually think the smart cover is even more innovative. I think that's the clever thing with it. Very I, clever. I hated the um, cover for iPad 1. I had it in it from day one, but I hated it and I love my smart cover. I don't have um, any other case on it. I do put it in a netbook uh, zip thing when I'm transporting it. But other than that, I just use the smart cover and I think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm sure I said to you, I don't know why they don't make a smart cover for the iPhone.
1: Yeah, that would be cool, actually.
0: Well, somebody on Kickstarter has decided to do just that. So I've put a link in there if you want to have a look at it. It looks identical to a smart cover on an iPad. The difference being it looks the same, but instead of covering the front, it covers the back. I was just going to say the problem would be that the back. Yeah. Yeah well it isn't going to work exactly right because of the sort of shape of the iphone but i love the idea and you can roll it up as well can't you um and it has um different functionality when it rolls up i can't remember what it did oh that's right you wrap your headphones around it but it does cover the back i'd like to see one for the front as well but it'd probably look a bit odd if you had a cover on the back and a cover on the front Uh, But the Kickstarter project is doing very well. It looks like it's going to happen. Uh, There's only five days left on it. They needed $10,000 and they've got pledged nearly $184,000. So uh, I can safe to say that is going to happen. I'd like to see that actually to try it. But uh, have you seen the the picture at lower down? We must put a link to this. Um, It actually not only looks after your earbuds, but you can actually tilt the phone up with it for um, viewing purposes. That sounds good. So, um yeah, liking that, liking that. Think that was really the iPad 2. That that made it. Can you imagine the iPad 2 in the same kind of case as iPad 1? No. No, I hate that case. It's in a drawer somewhere out the way. <laughs> I put that that £1.50 case on it and never looked back. Yes, I'm still smarting. We spent 50 quid on two cases for iPad 1. And then of course, um, talking of the iPhone, there was the iPhone 4S, which came integrated with them. Um, bites Siri.
1: I wondered when I'd get a mention.
0: As if we could forget you. I also got a new 24-inch monitor, but that was to replace a broken one, so I'm not sure it counts. I'm sure that
1: was need. And you also got half a dozen hard drives and an iMac to replace other broken stuff. So um... There's a lot of breaks here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I don't think they count either.
0: No, no, no. Not if they're replacing things. No, no. That's it. That's in addition to new kit. Not instead of. Um, if I had to choose something as being the pick of the year, I, I've really seriously thought about it and I can't choose just one. I would have to say scroll reverser to save my bacon um, with old, older kit. Pop Clip is amazing. Couldn't live without it. And so is Moom. Uh, those... Moom and Popclip were the first two things I put on my new iMac um, I looked at them and I thought right you know you sit down with your new computer and you think what's missing obviously a launch bar uh, but once I got past launch bar Popclip and Moom just had to go on because without them it felt broken and it was quite surprising that both of them were new last year. So I've only been using them for a few months and now they are ingrained. Can't can't work without them. And scroll reverser because it saves my bacon with the other machines. And the other thing was Fusion, Fusion 4, uh, because now I can virtualize OS X which is fantastic for training purposes. I can set up a training machine that has just the software I want on it. I can actually show installing things. So if I if I wanted to um, demonstrate how to install um, Adobe Master Collection, um, I wouldn't be able to do that because I'd be using Connect to demonstrate it. So if I do that within a virtual machine, then when I'm finished, I can just trash that machine and install it again or take a backup copy. So I, I'm finding Fusion 4 brilliant as well. So what? What's your pick?
1: I've got two picks. One is Scroll Reverser. Um, it's one of those just set it and forget it things. I think uh, for me, you just forget it's there. You just get on with it. Um, and Pixelmator. I don't do a lot of image editing, but when I do, I find Pixelmator, uh, Pixelmator is fantastic. <laughs> Not going to mention the thing. <laughs> get on with it. So, what are we hoping for from 2012?
0: I work. Uh, I've given up. I seriously thought, you know, education event, mmm I possibilities here, but I, I, I denied it. I said no, it won't happen. I shouldn't have done because needless to say it didn't. But I I still live in hope. I live in hope because um iBooks Author, which they did release, I looked at it and there was an option in there to import something. Um and it mentioned keynote something that doesn't exist yet. Ooh, I was excited. So I'm still hopeful. Of course, it may maybe 2015 by the time it arrives. But ever, I live in hope. I'm going to go out on a limb here and predict iPhone 5 and iPad 3 as well. I
1: think they're a safe bet.
0: <laughs> Not much of a limb, I'll grant you. But you never know because we were predicting iPhone 5 last year. So it could be um iPhone 4Z and iPad
1: 2S. You predicted iPhone 5 and it was a slip of a tongue. It was, it
0: was. And um, yes, it's all my fault that we've not got it. If I hadn't have slipped up there, we may well have had iPhone 5, but never mind. Now, this time last year, I was saying, what can we expect from 2011? What are we hoping for? And I mentioned, would we ever see TextMate 2? It's here! Well, sort of. If you've got a licensed copy of Textmate 1, you are entitled to try the alpha of Textmate 2, which I'm trying. And it's nice. Uh, One of the things for me was colour coding and changing the fonts. But they've added quite a bit more. So uh, if you do have version one, and you may have it and not know you have, because TextMate 1 was in a bundle. I think it was one of the very early bundles. It was a great bundle that virtually everything I used from it. uh, And I've used that one ever since. So uh, check your bundle licences. You may well have a TextMate 1 licence, which would entitle you to join the Alpha programme um and what else oh new blue toys who were no not what you're thinking new toys from blue microphones which are very very nice did you see those at ces me no um one w I i forget what they were called i forget the name of them one was the tiki i think And I can't remember the other one, but one is a a sort of dedicated uh, Skype microphone that enhances voice conversations. It also lets you flick a switch and it becomes a normal microphone. Quite an odd looking thing, but you know what blue are like with their styling. Um, The other one, um, I think that was, hmm, I can't remember. No, Tiki, Tiki. I think the Tiki is the small one, but it is um, a microphone that works with an iPad. So it's got the same stand as the Blue Yeti but it's a much different looking microphone. It looks like some of their other products. I think this one is blue um, in colour, not blue by name. And um, it's supposed to work fabulously well with your iPad. So um, I may have to get one for testing purposes. What do you think? It's all gone quiet at your (laughs) end. Hmm. Uh, Another product I saw that I can't wait for is um, Elgato or Elgato, who have made an external SSD with Thunderbolt, hideously expensive at the moment, but um, perfect, I thought, because the way I've been using my iMac that has a problem where it has no hard drive, hard drive is dead, is booting to an external drive. And um, if you could do that with Thunderbolt, it would alleviate the need to rely on the internal drive that could break at two seconds notice. And you could also take that drive and put it on another iMac. So it'd be like um, really having a portable Mac with you. So, I can see me looking ooh, intently at those when they come out. I think that's, um, it's about time we had some Thunderbolt peripherals, I think.
1: So, 2012 is shaping up to be a good year. And we look forward
0: to sharing it with you. Uh, next time, we have a Mac Love Bites from Simon, who is sharing his passion for a new tech toy always good. New tech, always good. And um, feedback and comments. We've got plenty already, but we welcome more. So get in touch. But we've just got time now to tell you about a couple of live events we've got coming up. First one is this Thursday, which is the 26th of January. Uh, That is eight o'clock GMT. And we're looking at Photoshop Elements 10. You know what that means, don't you? I do. But
1: go on, you tell them.
0: Well, I always ask what they want to see and Funnily enough, I always get told Laura Croft. (laughs) So I'm thinking Laura Crofting may make an appearance. But other than that, it will be all things Photoshop Elements-ish. And we have another event, very, very topical, the following Thursday on the 2nd of February, again at 20 hundred hours, eight o'clock GMT. And this time we're taking an in-depth look at iBooks Author. You know you want to uh we haven't had too much to say about that in this episode um You will get much more in the next episode. You'll get our considered opinions when we've spent more time actually with the software rather than making a lot of noise about something we've not actually had a chance to look at. So um, more on that next time and a live event on the 2nd of February. So um, we do hope you can join us for that. It should be very, very exciting. But that's it for this episode of MacBytes. We would love to hear from you. So send your comments, questions and queries by email to macbytesuk at gmail.com or use the contact form on the website, or send us an audio file. And how about leaving a comment on the show notes at MacBytes.co.uk? Please keep sending your love bites in. We love reading them and playing them and um, give us a like on facebook why not you could also pop into the itunes store and leave us a review we would really really be grateful for that you can sign up for our newsletter at macbytes.co.uk and follow MatBytes on twitter at twitter.com slash macbytes you can follow me personally on twitter twitter.com
1: slash elaine giles and follow me at twitter.com slash thomas mike and you can follow me at twitter.com slash So, until next time, this
0: has been Elena Mike, be ringing your MacBytes. Goodbye. Goodbye, and see you next time.
1: And people say I talk funny. They should hear Mike and his uncontrollable teeth. Oi! (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done.